me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on podcasts at youtube.com slash Capri every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing, hitting the like button, leaving comments in the YouTube video, uh, telling your mom, telling your friend, telling your dad, telling all your all your pets. Oh, man. The, the throat. <laughs> I think that's all I have on the throat, you guys. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Thank you guys so much for listening and for, yeah, all the things. I think I just thanked you for all that. Can I thank you too much? That's okay. Um, hope, hopefully you guys are doing great. You're in for a real treat here, as I think you were last week. But guys, I'm getting way ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a friend or a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, it's pretty easy. You just tweet at me. Tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Um, as a couple of you have recently, this is kind of nice, actually. Um, it's, it's been it's been great. We're, we're scheduling up into February at this time. We're midway through January. We made it. We're officially in 2022. Are you guys still writing down 2021? Whenever whenever the time comes for you, you have to write down a date. This happened more like when we were in school. Some of you might be in school, you know, at the top of the page, like, what's the date? And you scribble out like, ah, it's not 2021 anymore. Me, maybe just me, just me. Guys, I um, we're going to get right into it here because I don't know if my throat's going <laughs> to make it here. Um, but I want to draw your attention to a couple things. Number one, last week, The Uncanny Omar. What a great conversation uh, about comics. So if you missed that, you can go back there. Um, we talk all about comics. That was a dream come true to have Omar on the show as we just get rolling here in 2022. Um, I'm going to thank some of our patrons in just a moment. But guys... Before I even do that, there's something special happening in the Discord, the Yumi Capri Discord. It's free to join. You don't have to be a patron to join the Discord. Um, it's called the Backtrackers. And that's really what I'm going to be talking to Marcus O'Neill about today. It's uh, it's a video game book club. We pick a game. Um, actually, the community really picks the game. Uh, you go ahead and play it. And then you go meet up. It's like a book club, but for video games, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And we're going to talk a lot about that with Marcus. And this is... Something that's like really, I think it's really special because it's community driven. Ryan and I, we really don't have much at all to do with it. And uh, Marcus O'Neill and Delroy, uh, they they met up and they they wanted to create this thing that brings people together, man, and highlights some of the games that maybe we missed. And Marcus will talk a lot more about it and say it way better than I can uh, in the show. So if you're at all interested, the next meetup is for the game is called uh, the Forgotten City. The next meetup is on Saturday, January 22nd. It's not a long game. It's on Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass, but you do have an Xbox and um, can't get your hands on this game, reach out to me. I have, I just have one code. So uh, the first come, first serve. Uh, but I can give away a code for the Forgotten City so you guys can jump in and play this. You've got about, uh, oh, patrons have about a week. Um, free feeds, this hits on Monday. So you got about five or six days. Uh, but tons of time, man. This is not a long game. And as, as Marcus and I are going to chat about, you don't need to beat the games you know, to, to jump in and, and, and chat about these. Ryan and I do this all every week on the Xbox drive, Cato and I, especially <laughs> on the Nintendo drive. We don't beat games. We just talk about them. So, uh, feel free guys. It's a, it's a great time and I'm really excited. I think this is only just going to continue to grow and I'm really happy. and proud of the guys for bringing this forward. Now, if you like the show, if you like the community, if you want to support all this stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You get this show early. You get a, you get a feed for all the shows, which is super helpful. And at $3 and up, you get exclusive content like like the console war room where a couple weeks ago we launched a an episode where we did a fantasy critic draft and it is awesome you get me uh doing the pants patreon podcast for patrons podcast it's a ask me anything kind of thing and 
goes anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour. So feel free, guys. Go over to Patreon.com. We're almost at 70 people. We're, 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 we, keep, we can't quite crack 70. I would love to crack 70. That would be great. And I want to welcome in TPR and welcome back Drew Agnew. Thank you guys so much for your support at Patreon.com. You join the ranks of some pretty incredible people like our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, who's the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. And I'm going to talk about Jonathan Brown even more in just a moment. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and all of our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. You guys are all absolutely incredible. You blow me away. Um, and so, yeah, I just mentioned Jonathan Brown. You're going to hear his music because you heard it last week. You're going to hear it this week. You're going to hear it the next week because Jonathan Brown just launched an album on Spotify and Apple, all uh, iTunes, all the things. It's called In My Element, PME stands for Purple Monkey Entertainment. Uh, we're going to launch into my conversation with Marcus O'Neill with this. And all the links are in the show notes. Go download it. Go stream it. I just listened to it while I'm working, and it is perfect. Jonathan Brown, congratulations on the launch, my friend. Now, Marcus O'Neill. Marcus O'Neill has become just a wonderful friend over the last couple of years. Uh, his first appearance on We The Gamer Cast was on October 12th, 2020. So you can actually go back and get... A, a whole other story like we're going to kind of like jump into where life is where he's at right now with life but if you want to know how did we get here there's a great episode october 12th 2020 go back and listen he's an absolutely stand-up guy um every time i talk to him i feel better um so please uh please jo- please enjoy the, this conversation and also please join him and delroy with the rest of the yumi capri community with the backtrackers so without further ado here he is my friend and yours marcus o'neill I was just sun tanning on my porch. You might as well take advantage. We don't know how long this is going to last here. I was going to wear a, a garbage bag over my skin and just um, <laughs> just sweat out a couple pounds. <laughs> here, that's. <laughs> Have you ever done any sort of like insane, extreme? I don't even know why. I feel like the only reason you'd have to do that is to like cut weight for a, like a a fight or like a weigh in or something. Have I personally ever done that? Yeah, have you ever like yeah, like tried to cut weight like intensely in then like a 24-hour period for any reason? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think I am somebody that would be doing something like that? I don't know. No, definitely not. No. I don't I mean, you know, look, I don't come into these things with any sort of like preconceived notions, I don't think. I like to try to keep it open minded and sure. maybe that was the thing that you did one time that you discovered, hey, there's gotta be a better way and right. set you on the path to where you right. are now. Yes. No, I have never worn a garbage bag to sweat <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> to try to make weight for something. No. Can't I've seen I've a guy do that. it. I've watched somebody yeah. do it. He got into, he hopped into a sauna at the U of A. They're just like, oh, what yeah? is this guy? Like, <laughs> like he had, um, you could see like the, the, the edges of the garbage bag, but he was wearing like a jumpsuit, like a sweatsuit. So he was like really oh, wow. going, and he was in there yeah. for far too long. Like it was, yeah. you know, I don't know anything about sauna. that stuff. In a sauna, like you could just do yeah. that just in a room, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to amp it up that much. Well, I guess it, it depends on uh, how many pounds you got to cut. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, these people doing. Have you ever done it's, hot yoga? Have you ever done anything even close no, to that? I, no, I have no, no. 
not not a yoga guy. No, my wife tried to get me into it a little while ago, well, yeah. years ago now. But, uh, I, I I adopted a few stretches, which yep. I don't still do, just yep. for running instead to keep loose and things like that. But um, uh, that's the extent of my yoga. Yeah. Just the classic, like stand on one foot, grab the other, stretch the, <laughs> stretch the old quad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamstrings mostly for me. Hammies, yeah. Hammies, uh, yeah. Let's get real tight. What do you like, man? This is my, this is my, this continues every time I fall out of shape and want to get back into it. It's flexibility for me. Mm. That's, that is big time. And it's like, I woke up this morning and maybe it's just because it's top of mind, but I kind of did like one of those, like, I just kind of put my arms up and out. Yeah. I'm like, I felt, <laughs> I felt every single angle of motion, yeah. just like in the shoulders and the chest and the back yep. and the everything, man. Like it's, it's yeah. post Christmas. This is, I did this to myself, but this is my yeah. cycle. Now is the time. Well, I, in fairness, it has been ridiculously cold outside. So it, you have a completely valid excuse, or at least that's what I'm telling myself because Same. I haven't been out. Uh, I think I might go for a run tomorrow morning because now it's gotten so nice out and uh, try and get back into a little bit more of a routine. I remember it must have been actually, well, you were probably on the show about this time last year, maybe December, November, December <sighs> last year, something like that. Yeah, I think it was a little earlier, like maybe October-ish. Yeah, because I mean, we we're definitely talking yeah. about adoption and everything and mm-hmm. what you were mm-hmm. looking to do. And that obviously yep. has come a long way. But I remember just before that, like you had gone for a run and you took a picture of like your your beard, your <laughs> eyelashes, eyebrows, That's everything right. just, yeah. you know, frozen yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, now, now I get that just taking the dog for a walk. Same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been what's, it's been cold. What's the coldest you can take the dogs out? Uh, I don't have a choice. He needs to go out. So we've got, yeah. uh, he, he handles the cold pretty good. Um, and uh, he just needs to burn off the energy because he's yeah. still young. He's only, uh, he's not even three years old yet. So he's, he needs the energy. He, he really needs interaction, which we can't, haven't really been able to do because you can't, take him up for any any real length of time but mm-hmm. um we have booties for him which he hates and tries yeah. to kick them off um we have a coat which we put on him but i think that's more just for us to make yeah. us feel better i don't think he really needs it even if it's minus minus 30. yeah um so uh so yeah but he needs it he needs it we gotta he's out four times four walks a day one of them is usually a long like a good hour good hour for plus. you holy yeah. cow yeah. even lately like it- even not, lately. Wow. So maybe not quite an hour, probably more yeah. like half an hour. But yeah. It's still, still a decent walk. Yeah. You're getting oh my gosh. John's on. I like it, man. You're always just like, whatever it takes. Just like, do yeah. it. Gotta pretty, do it. Pretty rock solid, man. I'm like, nah, that's pretty cool. Like, and it's not <laughs> even that it's pretty cold. Like, this is the thing. Like, I keep, I keep walking back and forth on this. Like, when I talk to you, I feel like I'm just making up excuses. But at the same time, like, I'm sorry. It's minus 35 out, you guys. <laughs> like, cars aren't I starting. Don't, I don't enjoy it. Don't, of don't, course don't, not. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. I, honestly, like, it, it, you, when it comes to the walking the dog, as an example, it's just, like, I could either take him for a walk, and, like, a half an hour walk, or deal with him having yeah. only, you know, uh, let him outside, which is way worse. I'd rather... I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just bite the bullet and, and get out there for half an hour and then uh, 
uh, at least he's a little bit more subdued. So. It's like the best kind of like instant gratification that you typically don't get from a walk, like exercise yeah. in general. Like you go for a walk and you're like, I don't know, it's a difference. Like I feel and I look the same. Yeah. But if you have a dog next to you that you notice it gets mm-hmm. pretty drained by this. And that, like if you have yeah. that choice and it becomes quite a bit easier, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure I would consider him drained after a half an hour walk. He's just sure. more just uh, relatively. <laughs> relatively. Everything's relative. More calm. Yeah. 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 Not quite as hyper. What kind of dog is he again? Uh, he is. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, he's a rescue. So uh, a little bit. <laughs> he of is a. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. We thought about getting one of those DNA tests. You ever heard of those? Oh my god, uh, dude! Oh my god, just instant. <laughs> I hadn't actually thought of this in a long time because yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah. And we never got to it. Mm. We never did do it. And with Oscar, mm. we were pretty sure. I think Chelsea might have actually known for a fact that he was a Jack Russell Chihuahua cross. But yeah. Charlie was a rescue as well. Like a friend of mine found her in a shopping cart at Northgate Future Shop. Yeah. Um, and we kind of figured just by the look of her that she was some cross of like Border Collie and Corgi, which, yeah. man, that's interesting. Like, yeah, just she was so stubby and very derpy, but the markings and quite a lot of like behaviorally border collie mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when chelsea when i met chelsea and, and just in the last couple of years she's like i think maybe some golden retriever as well oh. so it was when we started having those conversations about like, we should get one of those you know yeah. whatever they do the, the cotton yeah, yeah. things yeah, yeah. check yeah. that out and uh, well, that's else, too late like, it would be nice <laughs> because everybody always asks right and i, I don't I know, know what the yeah so they're like, what kind of dog do you have? What what kind of dog is he when they see him on the street? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have no idea. So, And what do um, you think? We think um, probably some German Shepherd, mm-hmm. probably uh, some Staffy, yeah. uh, maybe uh, Mastiff. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's like yeah. about 85 pounds. He has to be um, to handle this weather. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's got a thicker coat than it, it looks like, too. Like, you really don't notice it until he goes... For a swim in the summer, like he's mm. just a sponge. It just yeah. uh, he stays <laughs> wet. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's that's Paxton. Yeah, uh, man. Oh, I love it. How have you been otherwise, though, man? You good? Good, good. Busy. You seem to always just like you're just good. Like you're just like you just rock solid, man. I just yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I'm up oh, and down so. all the time. I'm a freaking yo-yo. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we you're good. Our- you're good, man. Yeah, it's good to hear. Miles, mm. well, now you, you've adopted since the last time you were on the show. I have. Yes, we have. Uh, last uh, May, the end of May of last year, we, uh, well, actually, it was mid-May. We got we got the call, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we ended up getting him. He was about uh, just under three months when we, we got him, uh, so right at the end of May. Yeah, And uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. It's been a lot, of course, but uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Are you sharing hmm. pictures like at all in the in the Discord? I know you on Twitter every once in a while we got them uh, jumping around and smiling. Maybe a couple. Yeah. yeah. Nothing um, can prepare you for this sort of thing, huh? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. It uh definitely a lot less sleep than I ever have had in the past. Yeah. Uh, Although, frankly, my wife has taken on a lot of that. I mean, it, we, we, we've spoken uh, offline on, on some of the stuff. For so sure. he's, he's got a kind of a m- complex medical situation. So one of, the, one of the things that he has is he's on a tube feed. So he gets yeah. fed o- overnight. So she's up with him uh, at least uh, twice every night, one to kind of top off the feed and then one to kind of stop the pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
and then any other time. So that's that's pretty much every night yeah. um, that she's doing that. So uh, yeah, she's been a rock star in that in that respect for sure. How do you like that? You're looking at basically a lifetime of of care, I imagine for him. Like, how do you, is it just day to day? Seem like it's almost like a cliche thing to say, like you go like, just take one day at a time. Like, how do you, how does it not kind of like become overwhelming to look at what's kind of ahead of you guys in terms of basically for the rest of your lives? Well, I, I, I don't think I would say that we're looking at a lifetime of care. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff, um, early on. Yeah. Um, so maybe to give, uh, give people a, a bit of a sense. So he's got a, a, a rare genetic uh, disease. It's just a single gene mutation. And one of the, the big things or kind of the main thing that, that um, uh, is a result of this thing is the bones in his head um, fuse a lot earlier than they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's kind of the main thing. But then he has a few other things like hearing loss and um, uh, he... The reason he's on a feeding tube is because he has trouble swallowing, so he wasn't able to suck on a bottle. He never really learned how to suck on a bottle, and so we have to give him his his formula through a tube. Um, so, so, so those are some of the main things. But a lot of so right now we're kind of dealing with um, some of those bones that have fused. So he's already had one surgery, had one surgery in the summer uh, mm-hmm. to open up some bones that have fused, and we had kind of been crossing our fingers, hoping that because you never really know um, yeah. what what might happen. And it, it, we've just recently found out, uh, that he'll require at least another surgery, um, to, to open up some additional sutures, some initial bones that had fused in, in his head. So we're looking at a surgery at the end of the month. We just, uh, got a, a date booked. Hopefully, uh, things don't get delayed or, or pushed back or anything mm-hmm. like that. But right now we're looking at the end of the month. So, um, is that but, still happening? I know you're probably in touch with the hospitals every, like, probably much more than most of us. Like, is that still a thing? I know it was a while ago that other types of surgeries and other types of bookings were appointments were being moved because of COVID-19. Yeah. Like, is that still? Uh, I think there's still, you know, at least where we are here, um, uh, they're still working through a backlog of a lot of stuff that, oh, that yeah. had gotten canceled. Well, um, so everything is prioritized, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to think that, you know, a, a cranial surgery on a, a 10-month-old baby uh, that could affect his his development, uh, in addition to he's he's having some symptoms, is the pressure in his head is causing him to, to vomit pretty regularly, which is, um, so he's experiencing some nausea and stuff like that. So anyways, we're, we're a little bit uh, concerned, but we, you know, they don't tell you. Like, it's not like yeah. we, we could... And then the clinic, they say, well, we could have booked you in two, two weeks earlier, or we could have had you in a month before, but you wouldn't want because to know. Of all this COVID, you would never want to know that. Uh, I kind of do. But, oh, um, <laughs> the could have, would have, should have. Just because then I would be mad and then I could have a reason to be mad. And now, now yeah. I can, I'm just like, there's just an unknown. I don't even, I don't know how much of it is actually affecting mm-hmm. his care. Um, but, uh, so yeah. So anyway, so like, but once, once we, kind of address some of these things like um you know one of the things that these kids don't have any cognitive uh or there's not an expectation that he's at any higher risk for having cognitive uh impairment than any other kid so that so this his syndrome that he has doesn't have any of that so certainly there may be some kind of like mechanical stuff that he's dealing with the rest of his life he's the hearing loss is is probably going to be something that he's going to experience his whole life. It, it could yeah. change a little bit. 
could improve as his bones kind of shift in his head because it's it's really just related the hearing loss is related to the the orientation of those bones in his ears mm-hmm. um so that could change a little bit but he's going to have a, a degree of hearing loss his entire life right but in terms of like kind of daily function um he's developing he's on track other than being small which is another thing that we've talked about in the past he he's developing as any other 10 month old he's hitting all his developmental benchmarks in that respect so so we don't anticipate there being like there will always be probably like medical stuff that he's has to go in and for checkups and things like that but he should mm-hmm. be able to re- live a relatively normal life which well, is cool good. yeah that's great yeah on the hearing loss is like, and again, like the, in terms of how it impacts you guys, like, is it to the degree that you'll have to learn to sign to him? Like, is that, is that part of it? Or will he hear you be able to speak to him? Like, yeah. How does that work? So he has hearing aids. Um, right now, I guess what they do with kids, his age is, um, again, the type of hearing loss that he has, it's like, um, uh, bone, like it's cause the bones are not. So he basically just needs the sound amplified. Yeah. Um, so basically they're, they're like little vibrators that he wears on like a headband mm-hmm. and they sit right behind each ear. Um, and you can actually test it out. They showed us how to do this where you can like plug your ears and then you put an adapter and you can just put it there and you can kind of hear like he would hear, which is pretty wild and oh, actually wow. really, really useful. Um, it, we kind of gave it, it was like revelatory for me mm-hmm. for sure. It was like, cause, um, uh, I didn't know cause when we first got the hearing aids, we put them on him. And he barely, he did, he never seemed to react to us. And yeah. I was like, what's going <laughs> I saw, on? I, I saw like, videos on YouTube where they I just like their minds explode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, first off, it's not that type of hearing loss, which I, I, I mm. found out. So it, that's mm-hmm. part of it. He was always probably hearing a certain amount. They don't think right. he's hearing a lot, but probably uh, a little bit. But the other thing is one of, with these hearing is, is it's a little bit difficult to um, orient where the sound is coming from. Oh, so okay. yeah. you hear something, but he doesn't necessarily know that it's coming from me on the, on the side of him. Interesting. So he's not going to, so he wouldn't turn his head because he doesn't, he, he can hear it, but he's not necessarily associating that sound with me, at least initially. Right. Right. He started definitely reacting to sound a little bit more. The bigger issue is really just keeping them on his head. He doesn't yeah. like them. It's also of a little course. bit of problems and pressure in his head. So he's always pulling them off. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the tricky part. We actually have a, an appointment with the speech language pathologist next week to do the kind of the first like language sessions. Yeah. So to, to your original question, I don't think that they really do sign language all that often, especially maybe with him in with the type of hearing loss that he has, mm-hmm. he can hear with, with these hearing aids. So I think that they want to encourage um, and I'm kind of speaking from a position of ignorance because I don't really sure. know anything about this. Like, I think that they want to promote kind of like verbal language if they can yeah and if there's reason not to and i think that uh i think that's kind of the route that we're we're at least going to try initially and i think and one of the things that they told us in one of the a meeting that we had kind of with the whole kind of like language development team maybe a couple months ago was there may there's some hybrid forms as well there's probably not a scenario in which we would only do sign language okay with him yeah maybe kind of some where you, you do verbal plus some signs. Um, but I, the way that they've been talking and my wife deals with most of these types of appointments. So I think it sounds as though we'll be doing just verbal stuff, Yeah, which is 
just good. I mean, it's a little bit easier. We would have done whatever is best for him. But, That's obvious. Yeah, you definitely yeah. would have. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, if we don't have to, I mean, and you know, it's one thing for us to be able to do sign language, but that means like my parents would have to learn a little bit of it. My, you know, all Lindsay's family and all of that. stuff. so it's a lot, it's kind of a, it's a bit more of a burden for it. So if we don't have to go that route, it's just a little bit easier. That's yeah. All. Well, that's why yeah. I said that's actually the origin of the question really was just like it impacts lives, I think, in ways that I don't know, like I because I, I grew up with a couple of, of kids who are hard of hearing they them and they're all their families. It was all signing. And so I just kind of saw it somewhat firsthand, I guess, of just like how far reaching that can really be and how yeah. how suddenly on top of everything else, you yeah. kind of have to adopt another, I don't know, just another thing to learn. Like you're just everything you're kind of saying tonight and every time that we chat, it's like, there's something else for you to dive into and to understand and like what causes this and what's the future going to look like, like prognoses and everything. So it just seems like a lot, man. Like I, like, I don't know how, like, are you coping? Every time we chat, you just seem, like I said, you just seem like good. But like, I don't know <laughs> I how you manage to do that. Some dude. days are better. Or I guess some days are worse than others, but most days are pretty okay. I think we're, yeah. we're pretty, um, analytical about this stuff and just trying to do what's best for him and um i think we've talked about this too is like that he he is way more happy than he has any right to be like yeah when oh he, yeah like even when like you know he's as i i think i mentioned earlier he's vomiting a fair amount like at least almost on a daily basis right now and and you know he'll vom you can see it coming on and he gets sick and and then Two minutes later, he is the smiliest and he's bouncing <laughs> around in his crib and he wants to play and yeah. he's just like lights up a room. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's easier to focus on that stuff. And, you know, this other stuff is just stuff that you just have to do. It's not, it's not necessarily a negative. It just is, it is what it is. You, you know, guys, you, you could handle anything after this, man. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like you're just, you're a normal newborn would be like, yeah, we can easy peasy, man. You like you're just like everything is just cranked up. The difficulty notch is just like way up to well, 10. I want, you can just I handle it because because we don't have a frame of reference. So I think right. that you know I, I often uh, uh, kind of lament that we don't we don't know in terms of him. But I think you know there's an aspect of it in, in that it probably protects us a little bit. Is that we don't know how much easier easier mm -hmm. in quotation marks it might be with a kid that doesn't have all this stuff this is our this is the only thing that we've ever experienced so this is just our frame of reference right yeah um just is what it is it's not like we had another kid before who didn't have any of the medical issues and now we're like oh my god this is so much more than that yeah that's true just different from when it was before any kids yeah. at all yeah. on that note like you know I, and i don't even know if i have an answer for this own question for myself but i'll ask it to you anyways like you know like has there been a moment where you kind of step back and went like, I'm a dad. Like now I'm a, like now I'm a <laughs> dad. I'm raising this kid. Say that. It still, it still feels yeah. weird. I mean, we've had it for, uh, I guess about eight months or almost eight months now. Yeah, and man. it still feels weird to refer like, cause we, Lindsay will refer to me as dad and, and mm -hmm. herself. Uh, I refer to her as mom, obviously to, to him. And it still feels a little weird. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. Yeah. It, um, uh, because I mean, you, I'm sure you've experienced. You're the same person. Yeah. Never. I yep. never necessarily associate myself as dad. Yeah. Before now, I am. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's still a little strange. It's weird because I think just, you know, before you reach these milestones in life, you see other people who are there and you imagine maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, like some sort of like ribbon that you cross over or some sort of like milestones, some, I don't know, like set of fireworks that goes off that like marks the new territory, but it just sort of like happens on another day. You yeah. know, like however it ends, however these kids enter our lives, like they, it sort of just happens on it. It's on a Tuesday or it's on a Wednesday. It's not on like, you know, the rest of the world stands still and this thing kind of happens and suddenly you are on bended knee and anointed like <laughs> yeah. you are now a dad. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Like, and I, I like to think about that stuff every once in a while. And as the kids have kind of started talking as well, like then and talking to me especially differently from chelsea like that's been a that's a pretty unique thing where they know that i would prefer to do this that or the other and that chelsea would uh, actually prefer to do like they identify us as separate people and yeah. they want to do different things with each of us like that's that's pretty new and that's um yeah i think that that's where that it's starting to click more so than even before mm. where i think in the early days for me it was like a little bit about just like keeping this this kid alive yeah <laughs> just like yeah. even yeah. keeping myself alive to the next day <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. making sure we get through so yeah yeah it's it's fun i don't know I, I like kind of like reflecting on those kind of things every once in a while because it's it's a huge deal man like being mm. a dad is a and being a parent is a massive deal definitely it's a game changer and you guys especially were you were on a long road towards this yeah yeah it had been a while it yeah, definitely been a while. Yeah. How so, many years uh, were you guys looking to adopt for? Uh, looking to adopt, uh, we were on the list for four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, for that, and then we had uh, uh, kind of been dealing with infertility for about seven prior to that. That is so, amazing. It's been, a, it's been a long, uh, a long road here. So well, I mean, and that's, I think that that's maybe a, a bit of why it's easier to look past some of the, the, the challenges too, because, sure. you know, this is something that, that has been a long time coming that we've wanted for, for quite a long time. So, mm -hmm. it, um, you know, the, everything kind of like all the good stuff tastes sweeter and, and the, the bad stuff is, doesn't taste quite as bad. So it, yeah. it uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you, you mentioned there are some days are not as good as other days. Well, I think that's how you put it. Something like that. Um, mm -hmm. How do what's your outlet? How do you like? How do you let the frustrations out? How do you just like not have that impact you in a lasting way? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm good at good at that. I, I don't. Um, <sighs> that's actually a really good question. I don't know. I think maybe getting to to this stuff. I think having having communities like like yeah. yours and like I think that just having something else that I can at least spend a little bit of time, whether it's in the discord or playing games or, you know, just something to, to um, just not focus so much on, on that bad stuff. Mm -hmm. um, or some of the, it, I, I don't, I hesitate to even say bad, just like things that are like maybe overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to, to take a, a bit of a break from it. Um, so I think that probably helps a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I guess I I do look at this stuff at very, very practically, very analytical. So, you know, I, I don't, for, for better or for worse, I don't maybe let emotion get too much into it. And mm -hmm. I just try to look at the steps that need to do to make things better. And that's got to be better. Of, there, there can't be a worse to that. The better <laughs> or for worse, I don't think that there can be a yeah. worse to that. I think that's, yeah. that's exactly how it's got to go. 
Yeah. Distraction is definitely something that resonates with me big time because like and I don't know sometimes it can lead me to just flipping on stupid YouTube for like a ridiculous amount of time and that's (laughs) definitely something that I've noticed of myself but I I think that distraction is the common theme and maybe that's why our phones are so addicting to us like we're I've never really I think I've talked about this before like I I, um oftentimes I'll hear people talk about video games as their escapism and for years and years I heard that and kind of went like that didn't resonate with me very much, but lately I think over the last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, I get it. And, and I think too, like, you know, life is for the most part really good. Like for the vast, vast majority, it's really good. And every once in a while, you know, things can get overwhelming and suddenly I want to, you know, just go escape into a video game or a Mm. ridiculous number of YouTube shorts. Um, but ultimately it is, I think distraction that I'm looking for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's the same one and the same, but I yeah. kind of look at it as a break. It just yeah. kind of, it's not, I guess it, you know, I'm not trying to necessarily forget the other stuff. It's more yeah. just like, just to put it on pause for a second and let me just kind of um, take some time for myself and mm-hmm. relax and just focus on something else. Um, so I guess that could be considered a distraction, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm trying to like, ignore the problem and ignore anything. It's more totally. just to take a break from it. Yeah. It's funny you yeah. say that too. My, my, I, I don't know why I remember this so vividly sometimes like, cause my, my memory as has been on display many times on this show and everything else, every other interaction I've ever had, uh, my memory can be shoddy at best, but for whatever reason, I have a very vivid memory and multiple times of my, my mom would be a mom a thousand percent of the time, except for 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. when all my children was on. It was her time <laughs> was for say, soap watch opera. Her stories? Yeah, her, yeah. her stories were on. <laughs> she grabbed some cottage cheese and some peaches, and she th- that was her that was her break. And I remember her talking about that in a way of like that was her time and how important it was for her to have her hour. Yeah. And that's basically all that she got yeah. because like yeah. four kids at home and she was just on the whole time, and that like. I remember that now. I I don't know that, that there was ever time in my life where I wasn't I haven't been thinking about that, but it resonates even more more strongly now, where I'm like, you know, and I, I get more than an hour. That's the thing. Like I look at her, <laughs> like know. she literally had an hour, and that was it. And then she's back to us, and back to making dinner, and back to getting us off to whatever we were doing. And so yeah. like those are I think are important. I don't know memories to have and points of reference at least for me as the kids get a little bit older. Are you like, do you look to memories like that as a kid? Like, what are do you look to your parents for like role model moments? Is it even applicable given everything you guys um, are going through? Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't. I guess I'm not not consciously not right now. I think that um, um, because like so I my bro I have one brother and he's three years younger than me, so I don't really remember him as an infant. So right. I guess I can't like look and think too much about like how my, my parents kind of dealt with that really, uh, that's very young. That's fair. And then, and so that I'm clear too, like I'm, I'm definitely thinking about like us older and that is something that I had to come to realize as I was really struggling with Lincoln back in the early days was that 
um, somebody asked me like, what's your point of reference? And I had this realization, I'm like, I don't remember my parents when we were this yeah. young. So yeah. I have no idea like what they were doing. They're probably dropping us like for all I know, like, I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, like that's, you know, I'm definitely remembering things like later on in life as my kids are now, mm -hmm. you know, Lincoln will be five in April, which is mm -hmm. bonkers to even yeah. like say aloud, holy crap, I was <laughs> looking forward to Ellie's birthday not too long ago and now that's happened. So yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess a little different just with, uh, with Miles being as young as he is. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely hard to remember. <laughs> your own experience at <laughs> yeah so i like in but yeah i mean i think that definitely i, I don't think i think anybody is going to look to a, you know their experiences uh again good ones and bad ones to try right. to emulate or, or or to avoid. avoid um uh so i can't think of any particular examples at the moment but yeah, yeah i'm sure it's going to come up and, um, and these are the types of things i probably should actually just tell my parents rather than you know talk about <laughs> it's probably probably for the best well you know and i'm so glad that you've been willing to share everything and i've just been i don't know man i i look to you guys as just you're, you're absolutely stellar parents like you couldn't be he's so lucky to have you um taking care of him and raising him and it's just great to see dude so yeah no he's a he's a lucky kid all around i think yeah that, uh, yeah uh big uh kind of group around him not only just kind of us and and uh our, our families but his birth family is still in his life pretty regularly you know we just had a a facetime call with his birth parents um yesterday yeah uh, they're doing good and he got to see his sisters and uh it was great and you know they'll 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 be in his life for as long as they want to be and yeah. uh uh yeah i i don't anticipate that that uh, drying up they seem they're awesome um so um so yeah he's got a he's got a big group around him that's that's looking out for him that's good so man that's yep. i love it well you've mm. taken on uh even more responsibility lately and speaking of community <laughs> and yeah. everything else um there was a for anybody who, who hasn't been listening to the show for long but um delroy was on the show probably about a half a year ago at this stage and i don't even remember exactly how it came up but the thought of like a, a video game book club an opportunity for community members just to get together and pick a game play mm -hmm. it and then get together and kind of chat about it has like for a while seemed like a bit of a pipe dream like good idea how yeah. is that ever going to happen and then I actually don't even know. Was it you or him who like like who reached out to who? Were you listening to the show and reached out to him to decide uh, this is something you guys wanted to do? I think if I remember, I think the way it worked was I had listened to the show and I think I might have commented in the Discord say yes. You guys should there should we should I'm all in on a book club like not, not volunteering and you yeah. I think you volunteer you said that you're it's on you and I was like okay let's. And then Delroy, I think, jumped right back in and said, I'll, 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 I'd be happy to do this with you. So then we, uh, I guess, got your blessing, more or less, and, and kind of went, got off running with that and kind of, uh, kind of batted around some ideas. And yeah. It's We're funny because there's been a couple times it's been like references, like uh, either a blessing or you've allowed us to do this. Like, I want to be like crystal clear. <laughs> this thing doesn't happen if it's not driven by you guys like if this is this is something that i have a really hard time with a lot of times because i'm so excitable by great ideas <laughs> all the time and it's thing like 
this is where my I think my fear of missing out comes from a lot, where I just see something looks awesome. I think that should happen, whether it's mm. for me or whatever. Like it's that quite often not even for me. And that gets me into some some situations where people don't understand that I just want cool things to happen for somebody else. And it, it seems like because <laughs> right. I'm so excited about it, it seems almost like I'm coming from a selfish, selfish position about it. Um, but this is something that couldn't happen without you guys. Um, it like I wasn't about to start it. It's not like I, something that was like in the works and you guys kind of took over. It was just like, you know, I think the only thing that really Ryan and or I really do is like we already had a discord full of right. people. That was yeah. basically it. And yeah. one of the times this summer, I was even chatting with you like, you know, because I've been doing content for so long. I'm so removed from just playing games and not making content about it. I'm like, how the yeah. heck do you even do that? This gives you, I think, that opportunity to play a game with a little bit of like that end state in mind of like, you're going to get together, you're going to just talk yeah. about it. Because how often does that happen? Like, this is the part I didn't understand. Yeah. How do you play a game and like, turn to nobody in your house who wants to talk about this thing yeah. like that sounds that sounds awful to me man yeah. so yeah, yeah talk to me about like you know about the backtrackers and how how it's going so far my friend um i think it went exceptionally well i, I don't i couldn't have i couldn't have um i couldn't have hoped for anything better than what what we did uh nice. on saturday yeah it was perfect so um you know, we uh, we announced the game. Uh, I think we gave people three weeks to play Death Store, and mm -hmm. um, it was kind of over the holiday break. And uh, you know, a lot seemed like there was a, a fair amount of interest in the Discord. Uh, yeah, we had lots of people engaging. You know, a lot of people had said that they were, they were at least going to try it out. Some people played it, were not necessarily able to make the meeting, but we ended up having uh, four additional people plus Delroy and I. So there were six of us in. Uh, chatting about Death's Door. Uh, Delroy and I came up with a bit of a structure uh, for the discussions. We kind of had some some uh, questions ahead of time that we had shared um, just so that we could get people, you know, we wouldn't, we're not catching them off guard. They might have some opportunity to think about things in mm -hmm. advance. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, it was awesome. I think that we had, you know, we were chatting for almost two hours. Uh, it was really good. It was, it was awesome. Um, and uh and yeah we're we're plowing ahead and, and gonna do do another one in a couple of weeks so um we are uh we're moving along it, it, it again i will we'll see like i think that um you know we'll probably have if i had to guess i think we'll probably have people that that do most games yeah uh and kind of you know do this do the regular cycle just like delroy and myself and then they'll have people that will kind of dip in and out on as kind of, and that's totally fine. It doesn't doesn't matter to us. You don't have to finish the game to, to mm. kind of be a part. As long as you've kind of played enough, and, and you don't mind being, I guess, spoiled if you don't. And even if you didn't like the game, like I think that you know all of those kind of perspectives are are interesting. I don't yeah. think that you have to be a champion and everybody's just gushing about a game. I think we <laughs> want to be critical a little bit too and talk about things that that weren't so good or might could have worked better and. Um, and so, yeah, it uh, it was really nice. It, w it was just really good. We had a, a good, great group on on Saturday, and yeah, I can't uh, I, I can't say anything more. Like it, it was as good as we could have expected. It was awesome. Well, I'm, 
it, the, the best thing is, well, maybe among other great things is just like whoever shows up, we just happen to know that like the, the discord community in particular is just full of just amazingly stand up people. We're so lucky that we can put a call out and go like open to anybody. And you know, you don't have like a complete psychopath showing up. You've got amazing <laughs> yeah. people yeah. Um, coming yeah. in. And I love this because, um, for a variety of reasons, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't join you guys. One, I, when you originally announced death's door, I'm like, perfect. This has been my, this has been the calling I've been waiting for. Cause this has been on my, you know, sort of backlog. I started it and didn't really get back to it. Um, and I do think that that's something that, that the backtrackers is actually going to be doing for me. And perhaps some other people is just like jog either our memory or our attention away from meandering around with games or not really sure what to do next. It's like, here's some focus. Here's a spotlight on something that, um, you can finish and there will be a, an end state where you almost like you just need to commit to this until this date and then we're going to yeah. chat about it. So yeah. for me personally, like those are all things that like resonate big time. But the other thing that I wanted to do was ask you about it as somebody who wasn't there. As you mentioned, there was four other people, six in total. So there was other people who are part of the community who weren't a part of the conversation. What are the types of like things that you go over? Like you mentioned maybe spoiler type of stuff, but like what types of conversations, what types of questions are you asking everybody to go through and think about? Um, so, uh, so we, we talk, I, we, I think we started the conversation talking about, uh, kind of overall, uh, impressions of the game, kind mm -hmm. of things we liked, things we didn't like, um, whether it, uh, cause Dust Store is a fairly celebrated game reviewed right. quite well, um, you know, whether that was deserved. Um, and Ooh. then we kind of got... What but, now? I have to I have to ask about that. Like, what what was the what was the group thinking? Like, was well, it deserved? That, it was game of the year, man. <laughs> I think that snubbed the general consensus. I mean, I think that we kind of probably self selected to a certain extent, right? Because sure. people that have finished the game that probably really liked the game are probably more inclined to come and want to show up on a Saturday and talk for it about two talk for sure. the game for about two hours, right? But uh, so I think that. Uh, for the most part, people thought the accolades uh, that it had received were, were pretty justified. Yeah. Um, I think a few people didn't think that. Like some people, I know that uh, uh, people have said that it's their favorite game of the entire year. It's the yeah. best game of the year. Uh, I think uh, some people in our group thought that that was probably a little much. Yeah. Um, but it's still a very good game. Yeah. Um, so, and then we kind of gotten into some of the specifics. Uh, I know that one of the things, I, I, I distinctly remember one of you talking about uh, Death's Door, the lack of a map. Maps. And how big of a mm -hmm. problem that, that was. And that's you're not the only one that said that. So we talked about that. We talked about um, whether it was a problem uh, for the, anybody in, in, the, in our conversation. And um, uh, it, it, what, I, you know, I think that specifically for Death's Door, like, that was an intentional decision. Of it's course. not like they just forgot what would have happened. <laughs> they, they didn't want to put a map in. Yeah. So could they have done could they have done other things in lieu of a map that might have helped uh, the player navigate the mm -hmm. kind of the, the, the areas a little bit better or you know, stuff like that. And um, so then we kind of I guess focused more like th there were some questions that made me or, or discussion topics that were could be really applied to any game. Sure. The, is the, and then there's others that were, were very more specific. Death's Door has been referred to as a Souls like game. Do you yeah. agree or disagree? Mm -hmm. um, so we talked mm -hmm. about that. So, um, 
And we finished off uh, our conversation kind of with everybody's thoughts on recommendations for other people within the group about similar, if you if you really love Death Store, what uh, what other games would you recommend the, to the group here to, to check out? So That sounds um, amazing. And again, like this is something that I think if Ryan or I were sort of leading, you would get a very different set of conversations, a different set of questions because – we we've been doing this for so long i think that like we kind of settle in in some ways on like how we talk about games and hearing you even just like craft the questions and the way that you're going to drive these conversations it like causes me just to think and maybe even reapproach my own like review of games and i review and quotes um like how i just kind of think about them i like to think that i'm pretty pretty thoughtful but in in some cases especially on like the xbox drive and nintendo drive like they don't we're very fast, you know, and it's yeah. not until we really get into like an extra mile where we start to break things down. But like right there, like you just brought up, I think like three or four pretty fundamental questions that like get to the meat of this game. Like when you talk about choices that developers make, I think it just changes the complete angle that you're even looking at this game. at, And it changes yeah. you from like just a, a regular gamer to like it puts yourself into another set of shoes. They're like what, why did they choose this? What were they trying to achieve by not having a map? And then also looking at like how it impacted the player experience. So somebody like me, I bounced off for that yeah. reason and maybe a, for a variety of other reasons. But yeah, like I, that's why I'm really excited. I wanted to celebrate you guys just for taking the lead on this because it's going to be different. It's going to be a different experience than people would typically get when they yeah. consume whatever Yumika pre content they're already consuming, I think. Well, I think that one of the things that at least, well, both Delroy and I, but I, I know that from my perspective, at least, I maybe not speak for Delroy, but I really wanted to look to like book clubs, like a traditional yeah. book club as yeah. a inspiration for this. Not that I've ever been a part of a traditional book club, but at least what I envision a traditional book club to. We yeah. all understand this concept, like <laughs> yeah. who of us has been part of a book club? Exactly. But like kind of like talking about like so Death's Door, although maybe the narrative, uh, like the story in um, Death's Door is, is probably deeper than certainly I appreciated it the first time I went through the game. Yeah. It's still not a narrative. It's not really a, a strong narrative. But I think that for games that do have um, a much stronger narrative or the narrative is a much more uh, important component of the game. We'll talk about the themes and, and the, the actual like. Um, the story a lot more than, than we might have uh, for this particular game. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, those are the types of things I think that we want to hit on um, and uh, and dive deeper into. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about like the appetite in the community? Like, why do you think there was such a there? Like, there really was quite a reaction to this. Like, we announced and we I don't know about about you, but like. I don't know, like, did you have expectations like we would announce this thing and like, I don't know, like how did, I guess the question is, how has it, um, how has the community response to it kind of compared to what you were expecting before we revealed to the world what this thing yeah. was all about? I uh, was, I guess, pleasantly surprised. I nice. mean, I think you, whenever you start anything, and maybe you, you probably can speak to this, oh, yes. you don't want it to, to get nothing. Yeah. Uh, to, to just kind of flop and, and just kind of like, um, so we had certainly prepared. Delroy and I had, when we were in our early discussions, <laughs> were like, you know what? If it's just you and I talking about any game, that'll be fine. Yeah. So we were we were okay with with very little, but so 
it, it did seem to resonate uh, with people. I think that people really did like the idea of picking a game, being able to guide and go through it, being able to have the opportunity to talk, to talk about it. And again, mm. maybe you're not even able to make the meeting, but at least you know that other people are playing the game. You can post non-spoilery stuff in the Discord to talk a little bit about it. And um, I think there's something that that is just inherently appealing about that for uh, for people in the community. It, it I know it was something that I was looking for, which is why you know we you know jumped stepped up to kind of uh, take the lead on it. So yeah, um, yeah. I think it speaks to something that like really was one of the original kind of thoughts and seeds to this show, which was I remember. I've talked about this before, but it's worth mentioning because it's it's I think relevant to this conversation that like I would write into a show like Married to the Games who were great because they read every question, every comment uh, answer to their questions that that anybody would send in, especially in the early days. I think now they're they're too big to get to everybody. But um, that was always such a wonderful experience where I would write in and then Mm -hmm. like listen a couple days later and they go like, and we got a, we got an answer from Sean Capri and they would say this and I would be elated to, to have them just like see me and recognize me and, and have my voice be a part of, of their show, so to speak. And um, you know, this would happen across a variety of different shows, but definitely most notably that one, because they just, they turned to the community so instantly. And I, that, that jumped out to me. This show, We the Gamer Cast, was like an extension of that. I'm like, well, if that feels good to have your question yeah. read on a show, how good would it feel to be like on the show, like participating and and being able to explore the thoughts? Like instead of just being a listener, you get to participate. And that's that's this. And I feel mm-hmm. like the the book club, like the backtrackers is is that for the game like that's something that i haven't actually like that's a that's a box i haven't checked off with this one in that mm. like hey you're gonna play a game it's something i probably could do but i like it better as a community thing like yeah. pick a game you guys decide what's next and i want to get into your your mentality around that and your approach to what games you are selecting mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. yeah i think that this is something that for the most part, just numbers wise, uh, even though it seems like everybody and their dog has a podcast, most people don't. Most people are listening to yeah. other people talking about the great time they had with this game or the terrible time they had with that game. And so, yeah, you, you're providing an opportunity for people to have that voice, get on, get in front of a microphone and just kind of chat with others and yeah. try out their, their, their critical thought muscles, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, like, the Discord is great, and we can, you know, like, um, I might be playing a game. I might be playing Deathloop, and I can post in there, like, who who is playing Deathloop? But chances are nobody's playing Deathloop at the same time as right. Me, yes, right? and I think there's something there's something uh, there's something to being able to kind of go through that experience together as yep. a as a community, and um, yeah, I think that 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 just takes it to another level um, that uh, that is really appealing. I'm um, with you, man. I've definitely noticed that over the years of like, I just, it's a, usually what happens that aligns people into playing the same game at the same time is that it comes out. It's, mm, like, right. <laughs> it's a new game. Like right. that's, right. that's, that's the best chance anybody has, but game pass changes things a little bit. And then this, we can kind of, I don't know, you can kind of dictate that a little better, like just draw yeah. some attention to it, draw some focus. Yeah. And you know, I think that you're you you'd want to go here. So like we we really do want to focus on games. We don't want to focus on the big the big AAA releases. Right. We don't want to focus on the games that 
everybody has already played. We want to mm. try to focus on games that got maybe overlooked, that were um, maybe quite well received, perhaps, but not necessarily ones that the the the, the Death's Door, which was very yeah. well received and actually probably pretty decently played. But although yeah. you know, we found out in you know in the Discord, there was a lot of people that hadn't played it. I think yeah. you know some people may not have even heard of it, um, and so. You know, it, we want to focus on those types of games. Um, smaller is 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 generally, I think, better yeah. um, because it'll, it'll allow us. Uh, like, if we're picking a, a game that the campaign takes forty hours or fifty hours, um, that just stretches out the amount of time it might you want to give people to to play it. Like yeah. somebody like uh, like Ryan might be able to get through a forty or fifty hour game in a week. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm not going to. It's that's going to take me uh, a month and a half, maybe two yeah, months. So I'm with you, um, mm-hmm. right? So like, um, that's not the types of games we want to typically pick. Um, and um, the other thing, I guess, is that the you know we we chose Death Store. We've chosen the second game as well, Forgotten City. But we've also outlined how um, we're going to be choosing games going forward. And we want the community choosing those games. Nice, nice. Um, so uh, the way that we're going to do it is we're going to have um, one to maybe encourage people to show up to come to the to the meetings if they can, um, but also um, we we don't want to put it up to a, just a popular vote because it ends up being that the most popular game wins, which can be okay. But it also means that if, if you're you happen to be somebody who likes games that are not always the most popular, that your choice of game may never ever win a popular vote. So what mm. we want to do is just allow a random person who happens to attend the meeting to pick the next game. And I, we kind of took that as well from like a book club, so a traditional book club where so they could probably just go around the room and everybody gets a turn to pick to pick a book the next book, right? And so we kind of want to do something similar recognizing that it may not always be the same people in the room so that's really um, smart yeah is the game that they're picking like from a selection of games like you say here's five that you can choose from you get to pick one of these or are they pretty wide open they're pretty wide open kind of yeah. within the just don't do a triple a game try to shorter yeah. is better um if you can think <laughs> of and, and also like the more accessible the better so like For not sure. everybody has all the platforms yeah um so in the the more platforms that the game might be on, that's a better thing. Oh, and then, you know, cool something that you can also think that will be interesting to talk about. Like I think yeah. that some games were probably better suited for a book club idea than than others, right? So um, these might be games that you like. Some I, I could see a community member picking a game that they know very well and have yeah. played, you know, front to back m- multiple times, but they don't really know anybody else that's played it and they think it's great and they really want to share it with the community. And I think that that's a completely valid reason to choose a game for the community to play for this. So you and squadron, bring it back, man. This is what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. And it does. So we've, so our first two games, like I said, death store and the forgotten cities. Number yes. two, those are pretty recent games, but it doesn't have to be that they could be older games too. And so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that those kind of loose things. So we're not going to. Uh, we did bat around the idea of kind of like selecting a few to to have the person pick from, but I feel like that that might be a little too too restrictive. And I, at the end of the day, I want I want the community to kind of feel like like they're a part of this too. And yeah. if we're just the ones that are dictating it, then it's just our book club that you happen to be 
coming in on and I want it to feel like everybody's club. That's such a good yeah. approach. Talk, let's talk about the um, the notion of like, how does one participate in this if they're not able to complete the entire game? Um, like, is there is there something that, is there an approach that you guys had with Death's Door or is there something that you would want to adjust so that you could really make it clear to people that like there is a way to participate without uh, worrying about maybe spoilers? Like, is there a certain point in a conversation you go like, now we're in spoiler territory. Is that how you approach Death's Door? Is that something that, you know, that you want to, kind of open the doors to people who can't finish the entire thing yeah i it's something it's it's a good point i think that we haven't figured all that stuff out yet of course um so so for so for these first two games they've been they're pretty short death store is relatively short forgotten city is like a five hour should five maybe ten hour uh game so um they're they're relatively short so um i don't think that I wouldn't have expected people to have come in and want to discuss it and um, but not had enough time. Maybe they, they could have stopped it because mm-hmm. something wasn't working for them or they didn't like an aspect of it right. and they still wanted to be able to talk about it, but it probably wasn't because they ran out of time. Um, but yeah, I think that, that that's, that's something to think about moving forward is how to potentially accommodate somebody who, who still wants to be a part of the discussion maybe of the first half of the game or something yeah. like that. Um, particularly if we're talking about games that are a little bit longer. In, sure. In, in, uh, so um, we're, uh, we're open to suggestions from the community, from yourself and from the community, of course, is in how to kind of uh, approach any of these things. So, um, you know, just hit us up if, if, if you have some ideas on that sort of thing. I think, and that's probably as leading as I'll be with my question about it, just mm-hmm. be, just to sort of like thinking about how to be as inclusive as possible. But I think to your point earlier, like I very easily could say like, I think you should do one, two, three, four, five, because I'm just like, and Ryan knows yeah. this as, as well as anybody else. Like I'll come to the table with things and, and I'm loud and repetitive and all these things. And that can be detrimental i think to the community centric focus that this thing has you know like that's um and and especially with you and delroy at the table you're not short on ideas and you're not short on like a really critical and well thought out approach to this thing like i think i'd asked you to at at some point like how do you choose the next game or i think i actually said something about maybe patron (laughs) patrons can select the next game you're like well actually i think it might work out like this and i'm like yeah you go with that like that's way that's a trillion times better and that's i don't know like whenever I see somebody who is like motivated and enthusiastic and well thought out, it's like, get the hell out of that person's way, man. Like that's, this is something really, really special that I, I loved. I was around, I saw, I saw the backtracker, like the voice channel, oh, okay. kind of like saw it like light up. And I was really tempted to just like, like poke my head and kind of see how it going, how it was yeah. going. But I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm thinking too much about this, but I just didn't want to take away from what it was and what I saw just like, honestly, like just really warmed my heart that there were six people in there who found each other on the internet and played a game together. And we're in there just like, I don't know. I imagined the cacophony that was happening in that room (laughs) of whatever, just discussions, like well thought out critical thought or just laughter or whatever. Like it was really cool to see just the visual of, the backtrackers room, all these people yeah. kind of jumping in. And that's like, I think I tweeted out, like that's something that Bobby and I chatted for, chatted about for a long time is having a community driven thing that can live, you know, within the community that we don't have to do anything about. That's so, I think yeah. that makes it more special than if I were to tell you, this sure. is the five things I want you to do. <laughs> like sure. I probably make it worse. Like honestly, yeah. I think I probably would. <laughs> well, 
Well, and uh, uh, certainly open invitation for both you and Ryan to sh- pop in at any point. Uh, of course, you know, play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but yeah, we'd we'd love for you guys to come, and and that obviously goes for for anybody in the community. But uh, time. but don't ever hesitate about popping in there. That'd well, it's funny. I think when you told me, or I at some point I had learned that. Um, oh yeah, because we we want to share everything out, and we want to promote mm-hmm. this to the community and stuff. So, I'm, I've been learning a little bit more about the games maybe than I typically would. But yeah, learning that like you know how long to beat some are between mm-hmm. like four to maybe ten hours at the most. It's like. You have my attention, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that that hits with me, especially as Ryan Ryan Turford is about to one hundred percent complete Dying Light two in about a weekend. <laughs> that's somehow, right, yeah. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's on the other end of the spectrum. But I think yeah. we complement each other pretty nicely. So he somehow gets through a game in in uh, that takes five hundred hours, but he does it in only four hundred. Like it's it, proof of time travel is what that is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, exactly. yeah. he's got his. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, what kind of game is um, The Forgotten City? I think it's in a, like a choice-based kind of narrative-driven game, almost like old-school adventure kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, uh, narrative adventure game. You're doing a lot of uh, conversations, but there's also a time loop component to it. Ooh, uh, yeah, the year 20, uh, 2021, the year of time loop games, lots of time yeah. loop games. So, um so yeah, I th- I don't want to, I've I started playing it. I'm probably yeah, three three or four hours into it. It's uh, it's really good. There is a lot of text though. You're you're gonna there's a lot of reading that mm-hmm. isn't ten- typically my thing. Um, I think partly <laughs> I'm taking some notes, eh? Like trying to yes, uh, and um, <laughs> that's helped frankly yep. because I think uh, had I not been. Um, some of the text would just kind of be going past me. And yeah. uh, then I'd be like, okay, well, what happened? Where am I? What's going on? But because I'm taking notes, um, and I don't think you need to. That, that's probably just a, a, a me thing. I love but, it. No, uh, I've taken, like, <laughs> I, I'm, the first game I ever, like, quote, unquote, reviewed was, I think was one of the first ones was Dragon Age Origins. I had a book mm-hmm. full of notes yeah. on that thing. And, yeah, I lo- yeah, so I love hearing when people have notes. Yeah. And it's, of course, reminds me of Donnie Reese comes to the table. <laughs> I have some notes. Um, so, uh, uh, but they, and I think this is valid. I, I, I heard this ahead of time. You don't want to know too much about mm. the game period mm-hmm. because it, it really does. Uh, and I think, I think that's probably best. So beyond that, I think if it's something that you're interested in, it's again, it's relatively short. I would check it out, play it for, for a little bit and see if it's, if it, it's ticking the boxes. One of the things I think that it does well is it does, um, uh, leave a bit of a breadcrumb trail for you so it kind of identifies objectives that you can kind of do like it's not just a completely open um thing where it's not giving you a heck of a lot of direction like there is you know checkpoints and things to kind of like act, um tasks to do and things like that so that at least provides a bit more of a structure which helps me um and t- the types of games that i tend to enjoy so um it's been really really good so far i, I don't nice. really think just it the other last night so oh i love um, it i love knowing that other people this is the whole thing that's the whole point of it you're you know yeah. other people playing at the same time you see yeah. the pace that other people are playing it at i think that's all there's a meta to this whole thing yeah i think yeah. it's really interesting i love yeah. it man is there anything else that you wanted to kind of like chat about with the backtrackers anything on the you want to oh when when is the next meeting yeah, I, I know that we chat about it in the discord but when can people yeah. look forward to this yeah so i'm not sure when we're going to you're going to be posting this one but we're going to be meeting on january 22nd um 11 a.m eastern uh in the discord there's a voice channel we do a video chat um so 
Love it. Yeah. Patrons will have a full week. Free feeds will have about six days. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, an evening, evening, maybe mm-hmm. two evenings of uh, of this game. You're you're next yeah. up. So, um, yeah, yeah okay. that's kind of how this works. So, yeah, um, hopefully enough time for that. And it's something that I think we're just going to be baking into a lot of the, the, the content across all the shows. It's just like quick heads up. It'll be, you know, part of the cleaning the garage, part of the housekeeping yeah. stuff that we sure. do is like the next – Backtrackers game is this. Jump in the Discord, go play, meet with people. So so cool, man! I yeah. like it's real. It's now happening. You've started a thing. Now, yeah. once you start, you can't stop because no, you know, no obligations. Well, and, uh, I I think I had mentioned. I I don't know if this will be make things easier or or not, but I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be off on uh, parental leave uh, at the end of the month. So um i don't know if that that'll give me more time or, or maybe Dying light perfect timing man. <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> i yeah, love it so. man well you're crushing it on pretty much every front man and i just i appreciate you and i mean we could have had a chat about the matrix but i think we'll maybe leave that for, <laughs> for another time I, I don't even know if there's really much to discuss let's just we saw a movie we did it exists it is. Yes. It exists. Um, do you want to let anybody know where to find you on the Twitters and in the discords? I think it's pretty, all the links are in the show notes, but do you want to draw people's attention to any of those places? Sure. So, uh, on Twitter, I am Marcus O'Neill 79. It's probably the easiest way to find me. Very cool, man. Well, thanks again for carving out time tonight to, to chat. Now this finally warm enough for our internet cables to work and everything. <laughs> That's it's, right. That's right. All good, man. Well, thanks again, okay. dude. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. taking it one day at a time man great advice great conversation with marcus o'neill i always he's like my sherpa through life man (laughs) i always appreciate chatting with marcus and now here he is making the community an even better brighter a more awesome place with the backtrackers like i said you guys if you have if you want to jump in maybe maybe you weren't thinking about at the beginning maybe after the chat now you're like i gotta get in on this if if you don't have game pass but you have an xbox reach out to me um i've got one code first come first serve otherwise it is on game pass it's on all the things um i just love how like did you know that he was this thoughtful about stuff i bet you didn't i bet you thought he was pretty thoughtful but like kind of next level him and him and delroy with this backtrackers thing man I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy that this is something that people can look forward to. I can't wait to see where it goes. I can't wait for you to jump on in. Go ahead, do it. It's awesome. And who knows where it's gonna, it's, this is the start. You wanna be, you wanna say you were there from the beginning. You know what I mean? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Uh, all the links in the show notes, all the things that y- you wanna do, you know, like support Jonathan Brown with his new music. Links in the show notes. Join the Discord. Links in the show notes. Support us on Patreon. You guessed it. The link is in the show notes. And I don't mean like my son Link. By the way, when are we going to get a new Link? A new Zelda game? Lincoln came up to me the other day. Chelsea's birthday is coming up on the 23rd. And he said, I think mommy should have a Zelda birthday. Because uh, <laughs> the uh, the kids always get a themed birthday. Chelsea goes all out. And now, of course, Chelsea's birthday's coming up, and Lincoln, being the thoughtful little kid that he is, like, what kind of theme is she gonna get? So here we go, you guys. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Zelda-themed birthday for my wife. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. What else do I want to tell you? I think that's it. I hope you guys are doing good. Hopefully this brought a smile to your face. I hope that today is better than yesterday, and tomorrow's gonna be even better than today. It just keeps getting better. But you know what? If it's not, that's okay. 
Join us in the Discord. We're all here to support each other. We say good morning to each other, which I actually think is very, very sweet. We continue to play Halo Saturdays, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. I feel like I feel like you guys all already do this though. Like it kind of feels silly to say, because you all do the things all the time. And I'm just kind of blown away by it. The music is coming to an end. We end with this bit from Heavy Rain, and it's silly. And I hope you guys are doing great. I'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye-bye. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!